The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. This week's Comedy Zone, sponsored by Cat Litter. Yeah, it smells in here again. I think we, we, I guess we've had, I was out of town, but I guess we've had a lot of rain. Oh. Over the past couple of days, apparently, from what I'm told. Yeah, it feels like it's either April or Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I can't really decide. And when we get that amount of rain, it Perfect. all goes to one spot here at the Music Factory. Which that, is our podcast yeah, closet. Right, it, right, it, all, it all empties into the podcast room. Yeah. So. It's nice of them to put all drains into this room, though. Yeah, I thought consistent. that was that's a good idea, especially yeah. with the you know electronic equipment and the yeah, it gives me the, something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah, Am yeah, I going to exactly. electrocute myself? Is it going <laughs> to smell like cat litter? Yeah, it's a good time. Up in the air. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am hanging in there. It's been a, it's been a week, is what it's been. I was going to leave you all by your lonesome today, but I thought no, Brian needs some Sam time. I do because we killed Will again. We did. Yeah. yeah. Will actually in uh, Greenville, South Carolina this week at the Comedy Zone. So if you well, get a I don't check envy out. that. <laughs> but uh, you should check him out if you're down in the Greenville area. Yes, you should. <laughs> and you should also keep listening. Because <laughs> what else do you have to do in Greenville? Right. What is there to do in Greenville? I've only been there literally once. I went straight to the Comedy Zone and, and out. So I've, So I've... the whole town is literally going to the Comedy Zone. <laughs> Go tonight's the Comedy Zone. All right, now we're going to go home and do nothing again. I don't know. So I sent you some screenshots. You did. We should talk about this. Well, let's let's talk about it. So I guess, okay, so first of all, there's got to be some backstory. So before we get into the text messages at all, explain to me how this all began. Um. Okay, so I was on WBTV. Correct. For three. Well, I was with them for three years. Mm -hmm. So I still have fans, residual fans, which I love, um, that follow me on my social media. So some will still reach out to me on my Facebook fan page. Hey, how are you? What are you up to now? Which I don't think is creepy. I think it's very nice that you're still trying to keep up with me. Absolutely. And I still post things. So even though it's a redundant question, because if you follow any of those things, you know what I'm doing, um, I still respond because I, I would appreciate if someone were in a position that i enjoyed watching was to respond to me or mm-hmm. were to respond to me mm-hmm. i would appreciate that yeah absolutely so, and it's it, it's you know there's a thing that happens when people invite you into their homes right you know literally every day or or at least right you, you end know, up in their basement times, starving right and and <laughs> you end up in a hole and you have to put lotion on and right it puts the lotion <laughs> but uh, like you know psychologically there's a thing where people feel like they know you absolutely because you're in, and there's a fine line between, you know, hey, she's great. I watch her every day, and put the lotion I'm in friends the basket. With her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So. Like I love her. We're getting yeah, right, married. Right, I've right. never met you. Yes. Um, and that's happened like a couple of times while I was at the station. I got uh, a couple emails. I don't know why I just all of a sudden went up. I don't know. Yeah, Anyways, I don't know. so I, I got a couple of emails oh, that were. I know why. Um, oh, because you, you just wanted to hear me more. 
Yeah, my shirt sleeve. <laughs> it's the, getting frisky with the board. <laughs> so I got a couple of emails while I was at BTV that were like, hey, you should go on air completely naked. And if you don't, you should go on in bra and panties between seven and eight. And if you don't, send me nudes here. Legit, that happened. And then, I will say, however, that, that there were some legitimate upper level conversations about whether or not that should happen, just so you know. Yeah, no, no, no. And when I wrote you back saying, sir, I can't do that, I didn't realize it was you. But now that I know it's you, it's not happening. Okay. Right. Fair enough. But I'll send him to Tara. Maybe she'll share. <laughs> Perfect. Um, anyway, so I kind of expect this and I take it with a grain of salt. And then, you know, that you have people who are like, hey, are you busy next week? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah. I'm not hanging out. Yeah. I'm antisocial as it is. Brian could barely get me out of my house. <laughs> Did you ever get any prison email? No, no, I'm still waiting on those. That's a surprise. I would have expected you to have been a prime candidate for the prison emails. Yeah. And or then I the had mails, the, the, the actual mail. They don't right. have email. But. Right. I would have um, people write in that had the last name Francis, which is not uncommon. No. And say, hey, are we related? I don't know if this is so you have peace of mind when you're jacking off thinking uh-huh. of me. Mm-hmm. Or if you legit think like I'll be at your family reunion, but we're not related. Probably not. It seems unlikely. So this this person has written to me on my Instagram. Back and forth. His mother is not doing well. So I go back and forth with this person, right? And not, hey, how are you today? Like, if you write me a couple days later, I'll write. Because this seems like a person who's like looking for the message and will respond just like that. So I kind of keep my distance, but I'm still nice. And... This person is like, oh, you're gorgeous. I like, I'm not worth your time, blah, blah, blah. But thank you so much for being my friend. And so I take that as very sweet and innocent. Well, like I said, his mother's not doing well. So he was writing me updates and he's like, I don't know what I'll do if I lose her, blah, blah, blah. Clearly he's going through something. So and this I, is in your Instagram DMs. DMs. Okay. So right. not, not publicly. This is right. He's slid into your DMs. Right. <laughs> and so I had written back, I'm really, really sorry to hear that. I will pray for her. The God, God does mysterious things, right? I'm not a super religious person, but I am spiritual and I do believe that there is a greater power. Mm-hmm. So I say, hey, I'll pray for you, blah, blah, blah. Because one, I actually did. And two, that is usually a comforting thing to hear. Absolutely. Especially if you're going through something, no matter what. And he had been nice and friendly all until up to this. And then he kind of lashed out and was like, well, I don't believe in that shit. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, okay. Again, one, that could be offensive to me. Because what yeah. if I'm a super religious person? Right, yeah. And two, I'm... I don't have to write back to you, guy. So then I just stopped responding. And at this point, I've told Daniel. And Daniel's like, why don't you block him? I'm like, no, I'm not going to block it. I'm like, I know how to deal with it. But um, so then he would, while I was in London, I was posting things in my story. And he would respond. Well, first he blocked me. And then he unblocked me. And the only reason I know this is because the conversation disappears, not because I follow him. Mm-hmm. But he, So he had deleted me or whatever and then rejoined me. So, hey, sexy gives me an update on, and normally he doesn't speak to me that way. Uh, gives me an update on his mom. You're so a crush, LMAO. Anyway, chicken, talk to you later. Prayers don't help, but your heart and that you sincerely care is very welcome from me. So he like kind of tries to save face, like mm-hmm. about saying like, "Nah, I don't yeah. believe in that." Yeah, I was like, okay, 
But can we wait? And we backtrack just a little bit to him calling you chicken. I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. It created a nickname for me. Yeah. But Apparently, it's his name for me. <laughs> chicken. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird. I have somebody at uh, the hotel that I work at who calls me um, Twiglet because I'm tiny. She's like, what's up, Twiglet? I'm like, hey. She calls yeah. me? Okay. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So then it goes on to a guilt trip, which is, well, you're rich and I'm trash. Glad we keep it real. Update on the mom. I'm glad you listen, even if you don't respond. Um. Anyway, so it, it's just weird. And then <coughs> he'll randomly write me and say, your eyes hypnotize. Deleting comments because you're too good to me. Money is so corrupt. Laughing my ass off. Good luck in your whatever. He never commented on any of my stuff. I don't delete comments unless they're inappropriate. Then I delete them. But I didn't delete mm-hmm. anything. So that was July 14th. So now I'm in London. Update on his mom. Wow, um, legs much. Mm, sorry, had to. Don't worry about me. Don't know you would, but I'll be fine. I always have. I have to. Hope all your dreams come true, hum. And then, I don't know. It was, it's just very bizarre to me. I would love a friend, and yes, you're beautiful, but it's not the only reason I want to talk. Please think about all I said and understand I think you could be it. Our goddess from Hedland. Yeah, I'm assuming that's supposed to be heaven. Yeah. I would think. I don't know if I believe, so put all of that in perspective. I hope you're a great Miss Lady. You're a goddess from hell. Contradictory. I'm realer than you could imagine, Sammy Joe, beautiful Francis. Bye, doll. Yeah. Oh, it's continued. But that's just what I screenshot to you. Yeah, I think, Daniel's like legit concerned for my safety. Yeah, I think I think with reason. I think I think right. there's I think there's reason to be concerned. I've seen, you know, I've seen talent, uh, you know, people that I've worked with, who are you know in the same position that you were in on the air, uh, who have had to deal with this kind of thing, and 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 it's a it's a, 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 a clearly to me this. This person is dealing with something. Right. Obviously, the mom being sick is stressful and fairly obviously has nobody to talk to and latched onto you because of your... And because you were nice nice enough to respond. Now, here's the thing. This is the problem, Brian. Normally, I'm not nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nice to my fans because I I am very lucky to have any. You know what I mean? Like, I'm grateful for the people who watch and tune in and like my fan page and all of those Mm -hmm. things. I love them. That's great. Thank you so much. But to people at the bar, I'm an asshole. So it's a conundrum. I think what I think the right move here is to sleep with him. With the yep, clearly that's that's yep. Take unprotected. The next level. Probably carry his baby. (laughs) I think I think the next move here is to is to stop responding. Oh, I didn't. I haven't responded. That's my point. Okay, so. Let me just put this in perspective. Okay. This. I responded to a really rough time that he was having. Right. Um, terrible day. I hope your friend. I'm pin paling you hoping you see I'm okay, but I have my doubts. I wrote back. I'm keeping you both in my prayers. Trust him. You'll be okay. Mm-hmm. With a little prayer emoji. Right. That was July 6th. I haven't responded since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In his head, you've responded. Yeah, no, I know that, but but in real life, yeah, 
I have it. Yeah. Holy cow. Aisha and Steph Curry's baby have has beautiful eyes. That's crazy. That's Sorry. unrelated to what we're talking about. It was on just, Instagram. Just to be clear. Okay. So, so okay. So since those screenshots, then I'm I'm assuming you're you're continuing to get messages from. Yeah. So how do I handle that? I think I think you got to block them. Really? Yeah. What if he goes like, "Here's the thing. This is another thing. You know, because my dad killed himself. Right. I don't want to be the thing that pushes somebody over the edge. I'm not going to be the person who continues to lead you to believe that this is something. Right. But I also don't want to be that that teetering force. No, I get that, but and I'm not saying I have that power. But you just never know if someone's in a dark place. No, I know. Whatever, whatever is is upsetting this person goes. I'm just going to give them a child from me, Listen, and then I'll have somebody. You handle it, right? Any way you think is no. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think you know whatever it is, um that's affecting this person and causing him to behave in this way. Yeah, Viagra. Is 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 not a simple thing. Yeah, no, there's something definitely yeah. there. And 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 I think I you know, if you know this person's name, if you know which I don't know that you do, I'm assuming you do, I guess, yeah. but but you if you know how to contact this person or not contact this person, but you know what I mean. If you can reach out to somebody who knows this person. Oh yeah, no, I don't know that. The, but and even still, the, the, that's more. You're not. You're not responsible for this person's actions. Yeah, no, I know that because at the end of the day, anything like that is somebody's own decision. Right, right. But it just it makes me nervous. So I probably will end up blocking him or her. <laughs> <laughs> I th- yeah, I think. I mean, to me, that's the that's the right move. And there's what's nothing- he gonna do without chicken? <laughs> what happened to my chicken? I think uh, you know, there's nothing overtly threatening in there, right? You know, there's nothing right yet. But the, and I've seen this before in, in in with other talent who have gotten messages like this, where there's like, you know, that sort of like, you know, you're too good for me and i don't expect you to respond it's very passive oh it's great that you respond and then he turns around and turns it back that that's something there's just not not right so i shouldn't have lunch with them today Uh, i would say no all right you may want to cancel that date let me just go ahead and call off the swat team (laughs) okay so another thing happened this week while you were out of town okay i'm listening oh i i think i know where you're going where am i going so there was Hamilton tickets went How on sale. How does a bastard, orphan, son of a whore? Yeah. So, and then I heard all these people on their news stories rapping the lyrics wrong. <laughs> fake, fake news. Right. I'm like, first off, you clearly need a Brian in your life to buy you the Hamilton book so you know every lyric. Right. Thank you. Because now I do. <laughs> that is Daniel got up and did this Hamilton sing-along mm-hmm. and sang... Uh, I'm not throwing away my shot, which is called my shot. My shot, right? Um, and the way we were rehearsing the lyrics, yeah, we rehearsed. We're nerds. <laughs> we um, was we from our book that you gave me that I love. That's awesome. I love that. I love that book. Yeah, I look at it all the time. That that's awesome. Yeah, that so, makes me very happy. Yep. So, anyways, it was craziness. Um, I logged on at eight, and I was 
in line number 70,560. But we live uptown, so Daniel got on a scooter and Joe over there got a wristband. So we got a lot of tickets. You got your tickets? That's because a lot of people did not get their tickets. That's correct. And so I don't think Blumenthal thought it was going to be this crazy. Their server crashed. I mean, they were having all sorts of technical issues. Everything that I read, though, however, said that that they that they kind of shut the server down for a while because they were getting inundated by bots. Right. And those bots buy up the tickets and then they 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 disappear. Right. And then yeah. they and then they scalp them for yeah. right. And so Blumenthal has gone ahead and said, "We are the only authorized dealer of these tickets, and you won't have physical tickets until after Labor Day weekend." Right. So next year, this year, because the show is October to November. It's October this year. Yes. Oh, I thought it was next October. No, no, no. Uh, well, that yeah. changes everything. Yes. Okay. Um. So yeah, it really sucks for the people who have tried to buy these tickets online because people are trying to sell them before they even went on sale, like on these Ticketmaster yeah. and da da. So they're selling them for like fifteen hundred dollars. What Blumenthal said they were going to do is as a company, buy those tickets. Mm -hmm. And then once they get them, cancel the order, claim it's fraud, and cancel that person's order. Oh, okay. So they can't make money on them. Right. right. Because you can sell your tickets, but you can't sell them for more than $20 over face value or something. So Daniel ended up buying four tickets when he got, his was the last group called, randomly. Wow. So he got up there, uh, bought four tickets, two sets to two different shows. Okay. And then he went home and I was shooting something for my show and um, got another set online. So we got three sets of tickets. Okay. But three sets of four tickets. No. No. One date for two, another date for two, another date for two. So uh, So we're going to be seeing a lot of Hamilton. The big question here, and I know the one that everybody needs to know, is when are you taking me to see Hamilton? Right. That's what I need. So here's what I've, I asked my mom because I, I called her because Daniel's like, does your mom want tickets? Because if she does, like I'm in place for a line and I'll get four this order. So I called my mom. She's like, no, I don't want to see that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, okay, mom. I think she would. I just don't think she wants to go through the hassle of trying to get tickets. Yeah. Um, But I said, you know, Daniel can get tickets. He's in line right now, and he has a good spot. He was like number 2,000 or something, or maybe 3,000. So anyways, um, she said no. And I'm like, well, I don't want to waste tickets on somebody who doesn't want to go. And you said you don't like musicals. Yeah, I'm not, but I I would be interested in seeing this one only because of what it's become. Right, exactly. But I'm I'm afeard Yes, that it can't clear the bar that's been set for me because I've never heard anybody say anything bad about it. Okay, except your mom. No, I have seen people say (laughs) things bad about it. In London, there were two old white guys behind me that were like, "That was the worst show ever," and then the standing ovation at the end was ridiculous. And I'm like, "Well, clearly you didn't follow the rap because it was going. The rap is so fast. They didn't even have rap back then. Right? Know what? Right? Wildly inaccurate. Right? (laughs) They're like, what? How is Thomas Jefferson black? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. How is Thomas Jefferson a black? Because I feel like that's what older white people say. They use a, a in front of any ethnicity. <laughs> How is that an Asian? 
Yeah. <laughs> It'd probably say Oriental. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How is that a China man? <laughs> the better, even better. Yes. I mean, not, be- you know what I mean? Yes, but it's more accurate for yes, them. Yes, But, um, yeah, so I've, I've heard some negative reviews, but it's usually people who don't understand it or they're so close-minded that they can't see uh, all these people as different ethnicities, which is kind of the brilliance of it. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. I don't know. I just really appreciate it. I think it's such a culture shock and so it's still historically accurate. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it, it's I get I get. I let, mean, let me talk to my uh, ticket dealer, and I'll get back to you. But then, will Tara be upset that she's not going to see it? She, she had kind of indicated that she might like to see it, right? So, I don't know. I mean, we're not going, but um, you're not going unless we have tickets for you. Well, if you have to, yeah, then we'll have to talk about it. Yeah. But but. But oh, and all the cheap to... tickets were gone immediately. Course, like by the time yeah. Dano got up there, they were to the expensive tickets. Yeah. Not the VIP. The VIP tickets are like four fifty a piece. Ugh. Who's what? No, not for a Charlotte play. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. But is... every time it is different, and everybody always asks me this. I'm like, it's not a movie where things are the exact same time. Right, they're right, right. the exact same thing every time you see them. It's different. There's different nuances. There's different pauses. There's different emotions. And I feel like I discover something. They're very clever with, in the very beginning, for all of you Hamill fans out there, um, in the opening where it's talking about who Alexander is in the opening song, it talks about his mom dying. And there is a character who plays the angel of death. Mm-hmm. And so anytime somebody's about to die, you see this character, but you don't see it the first time because you're not paying attention to it. Right, right. So you start to notice it. And then you see one chick who plays the bullet. And she literally is the bullet flying through the air. But you don't see her or recognize that that's what she's doing uh, until you watch it multiple times. Right. It's very smart. I'm done being obsessed. So that's how many... Uh, no, you are not I'm done not. being obsessed. You're seeing it multiple times here in Charlotte. I love it. So this... Not necessarily. We may actually sell the tickets to friends and family that want yeah. to go. Yeah. But we were like, well, if we're going to be able to get the tickets... Although Daniel yesterday was like, I kind of want to see it like all the times we got. I'm like, okay, babe. You're going to see it like four times, I bet. The over-under, okay. <laughs> the over-under. Since gambling know, is now legal. How many times? So how many? How many? We've seen it five times. Right. Uh, but how many tickets for how many? Sh- not how many tickets, but how many shows did you buy tickets for? Three. Three shows. Okay. So I'm setting the over-under. On you seeing Hamilton in Charlotte at 5.5. What would the point five be? I'm not going to leave halfway through the show. Well, no, but that's what you have to set over-unders at. Oh, at, at a fractions point? Of, right, because you can't just say over-under five, because then if you get right. five, you'd lose. So over-under 5.5, you will either see it five times or six times, and then somebody wins. Oh. But you can't say just five times, because then nobody wins the over-under. So, okay. The 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 let me explain to you how Vegas works. Okay, so, please. So, so the over under for you, not necessarily you and Daniel, right? But for, for me, for you seeing Hamilton, okay, when it's here in October 2018 at the Blumenthal BlumenthalArts.org, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. is five point five. Okay. So you taking the over or the under? The under. Okay. Now, if we're talking about Daniel, mm-hmm. the over. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Will he go without you though? He would. Really? Yeah. 
I mean, anytime he would drive to New York, he would enter the Hamilton lottery. And if he would have won, he would have went by himself. <laughs> it's such a good show. It, I'm sure it is. I'm just really hoping that they stop into Mortimer's while they're here. So I can buy them a round of drinks. Mm-hmm. How long are they here? And then, um, For a month. Wow. That's why it was so crazy. I think a lot of people thought like, oh, the ticket sold out for this one show. No, no. No, it's not one show. Yeah. It's 31 days of shows. Right. And probably, yeah. I mean, like they may be dark on Monday, but but uh, then probably like a matinee and a right. show on Saturday. So there's probably f- f- maybe 50 some opportunities. To yeah. See. Yeah. There. And I don't know how much the Blumenthal holds. The Belk Theater, but a lot. A couple thousand, yeah, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So the fact yeah, that that's sold out yeah. before before noon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I wow. just don't think that they were they were prepared correctly. I don't think there was any way to prepare correctly. No, I don't we, think there is. I also I think they did the right the right thing, even though they cut a lot of crap. Yeah. For it, I think they did the right thing. The social media person, I'm so sorry for that. Becky, she had a tough time. Yeah, yeah I bet. Yeah. Everybody's like doing suicide watch on her. Yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Somebody check on Becky. You're going to get through this. <laughs> They're just mean people. Their avatar is an egg. Don't listen to them. <laughs> if they have three followers, it's not a real person. So yeah, I enjoyed reading those though. So Hamilton, yeah, you're going to see it. Yep. Which, pff, not a shock there. No, I'm not surprised that you're seeing it. I'm not surprised that you got tickets. And no. And Bob's seeing it too. Bob got tickets. Um, yeah. So Bob is a historian. Mm-hmm. Like he's um, written several books on Civil War history and things like that. So I think, and I gave him the CD so he could listen to the music, okay. the, the songs. And um, so I think he is proof that you don't have to be in the now rap culture or rap fan era to appreciate this musical. Yeah, yeah. Because it's intelligent. Yeah. And, I think, and historically accurate. And it's... It, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great that, that it's it's opened up, you know, a part of American history to a new audience. Right. It's, you know, anything like... like Which is ethnicities. That's right, what you right, mean. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, it's I have nothing against it. I just listen. This whole <laughs> this is why you're not set in stone to go to uh, Hamilton this year. That's fair. So you just get your attitude in shape. <laughs> I feel like I've dominated this whole thing. Why were you in Charleston? Uh, for work, for the day job. Well, that's not yeah. exciting. No, it's not exciting. It was a a uh, management strategy kind of. Uh, but you got to travel on their dime. Yeah, it was cool. It was that's great. We stayed in a five-star hotel in Charleston, hey, which was nice. great. No, yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. Went on a um, a sunset. Uh, what? What? Mm-hmm. Um, went went on a sunset uh, sailboat. Oh, ride, that's nice. And, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, it poured for about uh, fifteen minutes right in the middle of it, but it was a wine tasting thing, so we didn't really care. It is it is a little bit weird seeing like your you know your your like. You know, senior vice president of whatever in a wet T-shirt. That that's a little weird. No, no, I think that's ideal. You should have taken a couple pictures. <laughs> exactly what you want. We did. I had pictures. I took pictures before and after the rain because it was. Wait, it, were you guys? Could you be shielded at all from the rain? Um, you could have gone below deck. It was it was a three mast uh, sailboat. It was the Schooner Pride. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that. In in, in did uh, it have rainbow flags? Charleston. 
It did not have rain for rain. It should with a name like Schooner Bread. <laughs> um, we were in the in the in the uh, uh, the forward section of the okay, yeah, the boat, the boat, the sailboat. Um, you could have gotten below if you'd walked to the the aft section of the boat. Yeah, and then there was a ladder that would take you down to the thing. Right. But everybody else had the same idea, and the people who were already in the aft section were like, "Fuck you!" Right. And there was we're a not line. letting you back here. Right. And so there was no. I mean, how many people were on this? Uh, our group was thirteen. There was probably so this another, is a pretty big sailboat. Another maybe twenty or thirty, so maybe about forty, forty-five people on, on the boat. Um, plus the crew and, and stuff, but um, it so was, did you win the wet T-shirt mass. contest? Well, yeah, of course. No, I, 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 I did. Uh, you drop it low, like I taught you. <laughs> <laughs> did a spin move and dropped it low. Hey, I, ladies, I did drop it low. I did. I'm so proud. Um, the, it was yeah. It's just it's you know it's it's team bonding at its finest when everyone's in a wet T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and what I really hope for is that. Somebody was wearing like lightweight pants, so it just like suction to their balls and just did the outline yeah. of their balls. Did any of that happen? Um, I, 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 I why didn't you look closer? I was not looking at balls. Uh, the the it's kind of hard not to when it's literally a swimsuit. Yeah, it's <laughs> the noise it makes. <laughs> there were our group actually. There were seven women and six six men. So it was it was probably so when I say senior vice president in a wet t-shirt. Did any of the women have balls? None that I saw. That would have been something to yes. tell the team. That would have gone in the company. Whoa, Stacy, yeah. what's going on down there? <laughs> Straight in the company newsletter. Yeah. Is so, this why uh, we chose the Schooner Pride, Stacy? <laughs> so it was fun. It was a it was a nice time. I'm not a big sailboat water kind of guy. Are you not a fan of water or just the motion of yeah, the ocean? I, I, I'm, I'm fine with all of it. I we had I grew up with a sailboat. My parents had a sailboat. We sailed on Lake Erie a lot. Mm. Um, I, 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 it's, it's all, it's all. I mean, it's fine. Did you have tea time on your yacht? I guess I don't know what you mean. Because you had a sailboat growing up, I'm like, wow. It, it, it's not like it's not. It was huh. a it was a 22 foot sailboat. It was not like it was not a big deal. It was nothing in comparison to our 50 foot yacht. Right. <laughs> but this it, it was it just you know it sailed out and then after the rain finished when the sun started going down they kind of turned us into the sunset which was very nice. Oh yeah. Um, I got Were you cool, freezing at that point? When the rain first started, it got cold. I was sitting on a on like a, a ledge. Was the nipple out? And I was oh I'm sure. <laughs> And so the, the 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 I was sitting underneath the mainsail. Yeah. And at some point the sail kind of turned not like when we were coming about or whatever, but the 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 sail kind of turned a little bit and it dumped a bunch of water. No, on you? Right down the back of my pants. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was Oh, that is phenomenal. That was um uh, bracing, let's say it's just a you know a shot of cold sail water, right down right, like the right trousers, down the back of the pants. Yeah, wow. So that that was that was fun. I had um I had the company camera that I made them buy, and on our way out of the hotel, I, um I grabbed a couple of those umbrella bags. Yeah, so you put the camera in. It. So as soon as the rain started, I put the camera and my phone in it, and so I had that, and the camera survived. Your phone didn't swimmingly. No, the phone. Everything's fine. Everything oh, okay. was bone was dry like, when I pulled it out of the. Out well, of the so that's not I'm, usually what you want to say. 
Because I'm smart like that, I grabbed one of those umbrella bags on the way out. It is smart. That, yeah. Anybody else lose any electronics because of it? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, everybody, the iPhones are pretty waterproof. You know, at least the newer iPhones are pretty waterproof. Supposedly down to like 20 feet or whatever. So, you know, a little bit of rain, in theory, wouldn't penetrate an iPhone. What? But, um, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Supposedly. I, I'd have to... All right, let's go experiment. I'm going to drop my phone in the toilet. You should be fine. And then call me. You should theoretically be fine. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So that was fun. The, the you know staying in a five star hotel. I don't get to do that very often. That was pretty nice. On somebody else's dime, which is always it, the which best is, part. Which is great. Yeah. Um, you know, gifts in our hotel room every night, fruit bowls, stuff like that. It was it was cool. It was that's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. And just a lot of work and strategy. And did you go down to the hotel bar at all? Uh, we went after the sailboat ride, we all kind of, you know, we went back and, um, and got cleaned up and then went and hung out in this, in this little sports bar. Um, was it at the hotel bar? It was, it was there were several hotel bars. So oh. this was a bar in the hotel. Okay. We didn't, we only left, well, the hotel, we left the hotel twice, once, um, on Tuesday night for dinner and then once, um, Wednesday night for the sailboat ride. That was so literally the only time. So did you at any point start a tab? Uh, we had a hundred dollar food and beverage credit to our room. Each of you? Yeah. Wow. They took care of us. Wow. Yeah, it yeah, was that's pretty nice. great. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't even come close. The only food and bev I put on our tab was like a hamburger. I'm still doing the keto. So, you know, a hamburger without the bun, a side salad, uh, an appetizer of Port Ryan's, and I had an old fashioned on Wednesday night. Oh, because it's fancy. keto friendly, right? So, mm, yeah. All right. So it was, it was, I fun. asked it because was, this is, I just, I don't know what my friends would be like at a hotel bar because, you know, I bartend at a hotel right, bar. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, having the, having a hundred... Did you tip well? Oh, always. Okay. I always. I even tip the housekeepers. 1%. And I, rarely tip, <laughs> I rarely tip the housekeepers, but the, with the gifts and everything every night. Oh, and yeah. Everything. So I, yeah. I, I just left like $5 a day, so I left 10 bucks. Yeah. So, I yeah. usually leave a couple dollars. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it was, you know, it was a good trip. We got a lot done in a you know uh, uh, what felt like a large amount of time but um the, the the company appears to be about to pivot so um it was interesting just kind of you know helping design that strategy a little bit and kind of what's coming up next there's a lot of work for me coming up next which is good because now they really need me right so, always so nice to be needed that's good yeah so um can i tell you a story about my london trip i wish you would and then and then we can end on this if you like okay yeah i think that's okay yeah i want to hear it. i don't know if i told you this but the second day the first day we were at the w because with the hotel group i work at i get discounts so we got in the middle of piccadilly so in the middle of everything happening for 97 bucks I said, you can't beat that. No. Normally, those rooms are $600. Let's yeah. do it. Let's, Because the room that I had originally gotten was like $50 a night. And it was a nice room, but it was with my discount. It was just kind of further away. Yeah. So once this one became available for one night, I said, we got to get it. So we do that. The next day, Daniel had found a place online um, that we did like, you know, a Priceline something or other. Really nice place called The Caesar. This was a little more suburban near Kensington Gardens. Mm-hmm. Well... I'm saying mm-hmm, like I know where that is. It's okay. It's <laughs> it's just not in the thick of like everything. So okay. it's a little bit of a walk from the transit. Okay. To give you a perspective. Anyway, so we're staying over there and we walk we're walking back to the hotel 
about to get ready for Hamilton. It is on Daniel's birthday. Okay. Then we pass in the middle of this little suburban area. There's this boutique hotel, which is where we're staying, and a bunch of like residences that are beautiful homes. And in the middle is this garden area with a gate, and they've got you know flowers and picnic baskets and uh, benches, things like that. There's a party going on, so they've got little streamers up. And we walk past, we look to the right, and there is a kid, naked, diaper in hand, taking a shit. <laughs> Makes eye contact with us. Ooh. This kid is probably like... Six. 17. Yeah. <laughs> 22. Um, and in front of him, I shit you not, pun intended, uh. there is a sign that says, no dumping, uh. blah, 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 fine. It just couldn't have happened any better. So Daniel's like, this kid's taking a dump, like making eye contact, saying this to the kid. So we go upstairs and then later we come down and we're walking past and there is a little nugget. <laughs> So the moral of the story is, even when you're in the classiest of areas, yeah. you're still going to run into somebody's shit. Everybody shits. Everybody poops. Yep. The, the, from the highest classes to the oh, it was chimney sweepers and street urchins. And the 22-year-old <laughs> squatters. Everybody poops. Yeah. So that was a good time. That was my lasting impression. I'm like, oh, Buckingham Palace. No, no. No. There's a kid shitting over yeah. there. So I do want to talk about when we have some time, I'm going to talk about all the things you've seen in London and oh. in England stuff you're touring. Or maybe we just do it off mic and you just tell me all the cool stories because I want to hear about mm. about your trip. Okay. Well, we, we can revisit this. Yeah. Because next up I have Australia and that's at the end of this month. World traveler. <laughs> you can Skype me. I'll be <laughs> I'll be phoning that one in. Australia. Yep. That's another wedding, am, here, isn't it? It is, and actually, she I was a bridesmaid, which, and I say was, so I still am. But she wrote me and she said, you know, we never could talk on the phone, but, and I wanted to do this in person or on the phone or on Skype or something, but I really want you to be my maid of honor. Oh, wow. So I'm actually the maid of honor, wow. which is nice. That's my first time being maid of honor, even though I normally fill in and do all the tasks. Yeah. It's a lot of responsibility. You need to be aware of that. Yeah. Totally. But I would be doing it anyways, and that's my point. I've done that twice yeah. now for two other friends, and it's just I don't get the glory of being named maid of honor, but I want to make sure that it's your day and everything is stress-free. Yeah. And you know if she, for some reason, if she if she gets cold feet and backs out. That I have to marry him? You have to marry the guy. Yeah. Does that mean I get to live in Australia? If that's what he decides. I'm on board. <laughs> now, you've never been to Australia. Never. Yeah, so be careful. Of the kangaroos? Well, the, I mean, you don't know. I think I think, I think, think everyone, you think of Australia and you think Sydney. It's a big city. From what I understand, the rest of it is like a Mad Max hell Dunes? escape. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. At least that's my understanding well, of Well, I'm going four hours north of Sydney. New Zealand? No, New Zealand is another island. Right, but if you go, I, if you go straight up, it's it's a, it's on the coast. It's called Boomerang Beach. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> it's called Crikey Inlet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, all right. It's called the Dingo Ate My Baby. <laughs> Dingo Ate My Baby Port. Yes, I'll be coming up. I'll be coming back with um, an accent. Do you want to do an experiment? I know we said we would end on the shit story. But. Yeah, well, we can end whenever okay. we want. Yes, I want to do it. Say rise. Rise. Up. 
up lights lights say it all together rise up lights rise up lights it's razor blades in australian oh rise up lights <laughs> i did not make that connection yeah you're welcome you've taught me now something. you know australian there you go i can now speak australian yes i could say fosters yes you can outback i can do outback dingo dingo how would you, there's a black and white striped animal in Africa. What, how do you pronounce that? Zebra. False, sir. It is zebra. That's how they pronounce it. And mm-hmm. actually where they. On where the they right, are. there's a zebra. Crikey. Just because they invented the language doesn't mean they. <laughs> doesn't know. Doesn't mean <laughs> they, they know, know what the hell the, they're what doing. What the words are. Yeah. Right. All right, so uh, we mentioned Will Jacobs on the road in Greenville, South Carolina. Go see him. Uh, so you should go see him. Uh, Unless you're in Charlotte, then come here. That's right. Don't send him to Greenville. And see Sam J here. You know Not her. Sammy J. No. You know Sam. Uh, you know her from uh, Saturday Night Live. She's a writer on Saturday Night Live. She's been on the Jimmy Kimmel Show. She's been Which on the Which I like Morty. seeing the writers, actually. Yeah, I do, too. Because I think that's really cool. I do. Anybody can be a performer. Well... So, uh, you certainly should, my friend on Instagram, you should come out and see Sam, uh, two shows Friday night. If you're listening to us on the third one, as we're recording. So two shows yes. Friday night, two shows Saturday night, one show Sunday. Oh, she does have a Sunday. She show. does have a Sunday. Show. Wow. So you should come out and check Sam out. Uh, she was unable to do the podcast, but, um, cause she hates us. Yeah, she does. She's like, I don't, so, I don't talk to other don't Sams. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Uh, so you should check her out as well. Some other, uh, great shows coming up. Uh, Orny Adams. Is coming to the Comedy Zone. Uh, Saget is coming back. Bob Saget what? will be here. Uh, Kyle Kinane, Carlos Mencia, other great shows, cltcomedyzone.com. So many. The website to check out. Follow them on social media at uh, Comedy Zone CLT. Follow us on, on social, social media. media too. Follow us on social media as well. Keep liking us. Keep uh, on the twatter. Telling right? people how much you like us. Uh, the CZ Podcast on the Twitter. And um, Oh, it's Twitter. Uh, I've been on, saying it wrong for years. <laughs> on the Twitter. Uh, yeah. So that's, I think you're caught up. Yeah, all caught up until next week and then tune in again. Yes, and then you'll be behind again. Yeah. Uh, we're going to run a, a vintage interview. Oh. Right now. Are we now? With uh, comedian Rory Scovel. Here's it. Like, he I had not a, Australian in spite of his first name. I, I had a best friend with that name. Rory Scovel. R-O-R-Y. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or just Rory. Yeah. Not Rory Scovel. Right. Just R O R Y. Because that would be weird if you were right. his best and friend. And R's were really hard for me. So I just, that name just terrifies me. <laughs> so R O R Y Scovel will be. <laughs> Say our Rory. Interview. Say it. Rory. They're good. You did it. Yes. It yeah. just, it always makes you paranoid. Yeah. I don't blame you. Yeah. Um,. So yeah, Rory Scovel. Yeah, <laughs> I can say Rory. I can't say Scovel. Okay, you uh, say the first one, and I'll say Scovel. Rory. Scovel. Rory. Scovel. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a musical. Uh, so this is an interview that I did with Rory a couple, maybe two years ago or so. Uh, since then, he's been all over the place. He's on uh, Those Who Can't very on True TV. Uh, a South Which Car- is a very funny show. Very promiscuous? No, the... Oh, those who can't. Yeah, oh, those who uh, can't. Yeah, it's hilarious. Entering season four, I want to yeah. say. Um, on True Good TV. for them. He plays the principal. He's great in that show if you haven't haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, South Carolina native, Mr. Rory Scovel. Mm. So um, we're going to play that right after you listen to this. So go ahead, Sammy Joe, and you send us to a break. All right. We'll be back with Rory Scovel.
Comedy Zone podcast, Rory Scovel. Hello. Rory, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We I'm appreciate here. it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's uh, Between Shows. We're actually flashing back in time. It's Between Shows. That's right. Uh, Saturday night. Um, you're from Greenville, South Carolina. I am. Yes. <laughs> How Just did, down the road. <laughs> how did you end up? I mean, I know you went to New York first and then to LA. I want to talk about that. But how yeah, did yeah. you end up? Uh, in comedy out of out of Greenville. Uh, I just went to an open mic. I heard enough uh, comedy albums. And I decided to try it, and it was uh, fun enough. Um, probably a likely story amongst many comics. You try that sure. one time, and it's the, the at least you get that one time where it's a, it, you get the bug because it was fun enough. And that was like I was lucky. That was right right out of the gate for me. And uh, my sister lived in D.C., so I was like, oh, I'll move to you know this major city, and yeah. there's a lot of opportunity for performing, and it kind of. That I would say that's kind of where I officially got started, and then uh, was there for about three years, and then uh, things were moving along decently, um, and it just felt like time to move up to somewhere like New York and rebuild all over again. I, I think it's kind of healthy every three to five years, kind of you know get into a new scene and and have to kind of start over a little bit. Yeah, I was going to ask you, you're a lot of comics they go to New York and then they stay there. Yeah, or they go to L.A. and they stay there. You went to New York first. Yeah, and then went to L.A. <laughs> Was there, I guess, what uh, motivated that change? Was it your three-year plan? or, or? You know, I think uh, a little bit of it was uh, D.C. to New York was so much easier. You know, just going four hours further up 95 other than uh, going across the country. And it also felt like the right thing to do. I think as a, if you're trying to excel uh, as a stand-up comic or really become, genuinely become a f- professional stand-up comedian, it's not, you know, there's no specific path, but I, I personally feel like New York City was a big part of helping me realize how to become a professional at, yeah. at doing this job. And I think it's, um, for me, like more so than in L.A., just because the opportunity to perform, the makeup of the city and how easy it is to get around. And also, you know, it's also filled with a lot of comics where even if you're not performing on a show... You're hanging out with a lot of comics and, and, and just hanging out with a lot of funny people, being funny together, you know, sometimes that's a bigger education than, than, than what you're doing on stage. You know, that, that's like helps yeah. create content that you got to go up there with anyway. So I think ultimately it was kind of like no matter where you went in New York, no matter who you're hanging out with, it all was something positive. Uh, towards making you a better stand-up comedian, you know, and, that, and that, I'm, there could be people who have that same experience in LA. Just I did New York first. Yeah, the crowds in particular, it sounds like in New York, um, you know, very very different from the crowds in LA. Almost where, from what from what I understand, the New York crowds are like daring you to make them laugh. I mean, a little bit, yeah. I think it depends on which rooms you go to, and and you know, there's there's so many shows that people got to pay to get into. Either five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks. They got to buy two drinks, or you know, free shows that are in like sure. a bookstore. It's like there's it's it's the the full spectrum of different places you can perform, and because of that, you end up performing in front of a lot of different audiences, which helps you, I think, figure out what truly works. It's like the difference between going and performing in a club or what people call like an alt room where they think, oh, you can get away with stuff in an alt room. It's like, so it's kind of good to go there and kind of work on something and then kind of tighten it up in a club. And, and New York, it, it gives you that opportunity. Sure, other cities do too, but New York just happens to make it easier to bounce around to those opportunities. Yeah. And LA, it sounds like some different opportunities have opened up. I think so too. I mean, I got to a point where I really wanted to act. I wanted to audition for stuff. I want to, I want, I, you know, I still want to be a writer. I want to, I want to be a filmmaker. I, I would love to 
to do all of it. Yeah. And so I think to get on that path, I, I had to move out to LA. I had to start auditioning. I had to start learning how to audition. I had to start learning how to act. And that's kind of, I feel like if there is like steps to how to do it, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm kind of getting better at how to audition and I'm starting to learn like how to act and, and different types of acting. Yeah. And it, and it's, you know, it's something I've wanted to do since I was a kid. So it's, I'm, I'm very fortunate stand up kind of yeah. gives you that chance. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it, your <laughs> principal Ben Quinn. Yeah, 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 uh, is, yeah uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Quinn. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me, where did I get Ben from? Yeah, probably Ben Roy, one of the uh, one that, of the yeah, co-creators, writers. Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I apologize. No, I, no problem. <laughs> I love the show. Yeah, thank you. It's Thanks. it's smart, but not too smart. Yeah, I just, it, the comedy is so great. I'm definitely the the Grolics guy is obviously hugely right. Uh, There's kind of a good edginess to it too, it's which just, I think is yeah. is because of True TV. You let you know true tv is just the so this is their first like scripted comedy yeah um and so i think because of that true tv is like they're learning how do we run shows like this and i think they're like well but it, we are cable the show's <laughs> on at 10 30 yeah. it's like let's yeah. let them kind of do what they want to do let's not really put up too many boundaries and i think because of it those guys figure out how to write um you know like some people do some uh some uh, jokes that might seem more juvenile, but I think right. those jokes can be funny and great if you do them in a smart way, which I think those guys are able to go from those type of juvenile smart to just full-on smart. And yeah. also, they've created and built such a great universe of like what could be happening at a high yeah. school, yeah. you know? Yeah, the show is uh, Those Who Can't on on uh, True TV. It, it, where did... I mean... It, when you develop a character like that, I mean, did you draw <laughs> yeah. from somebody who you knew in the past, or is it kind of bits and pieces? Uh, I mean, they they when we shot it in Denver for Amazon, uh, they were kind of like, you know, they it, I think everybody was kind of like just here the characters kind of create it the way you want to create it. You know, we're obviously going for funny, and I just decided to kind of do it that way. To me, the way it was written, it seemed like that's how it would play, <laughs> whether that was what they intended or not. I don't yeah. know, but whatever I was doing. And when you're working with other comics, you know, when something's funny, they're just, they're, they're like, great, that's what we're trying to achieve. So if it's funny, then keep doing it. Yeah. And then I just kind of kept exaggerating it more and more. And they kept <laughs> laughing and they kept going along with it. And then when it went to True TV, they started to write it to be that way. Yeah. So it wasn't anything particular. I think I was just like, I'm going to be so out there. And I'll let them tell me to to tone it down if I'm too far. And they never did. They were like, yeah, you can't go too far. And it's like, oh, yeah. man, that's especially for a character like that. Telling like yeah. letting someone go as far as they can go. It's like, oh, well, then you can you can really have some fun. I mean, I, I have a lot of fun playing that character. Yeah, it it's an amazing character. The, 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 I think my two favorite moments are last week um, when uh, he was making the buttons. <laughs> um, I'm just which is great, but I think it was in the pilot um, episode where you hugged Adam Kate and Howard just a little too long. Right. it's just great. It yeah, just and really also that stuff. that's like the thing too. We kind of discovered that I feel like when uh, we were when we were shooting the pilot originally for Amazon, I think we were kind of like, oh yeah, he loves Lauren. I can't remember. Maybe maybe they already had that written in there. I can't remember how that came about, but it was that was I thought it was just so funny that one of the teachers yeah. he just thinks is so cool while he's his boss. That's so amazing. Yeah. So you're you're uh, close to home now yeah. uh, this weekend anyway. I'm Greenville. I understand your 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 mother at least was here. You had some family. Here? Yeah, my stepmother and my father. Okay. They yeah. came out last night, and uh, my brother Chaz. He's doing guest spots right. on the show. He yeah. started doing stand up about a year, year and a half, two years ago, something like that, wow. somewhere in that yeah. time frame. And uh, yeah. 
Yeah, my two younger sisters, uh, they came out and uh, and watched the show too. It's it's kind of funny. I mean, it's great when you play like somewhere like Charlotte or Asheville yeah. or yeah. you know maybe not as far as Atlanta, but you know somewhere where they can get to and like see yeah. the show. It's great that they they came out. A little weird having family here though. You know, I've performed in front of them since the beginning. I think yeah. the first time. They came to see me perform. It was maybe uh, three months into me doing stand-up, and I was very vulgar. I had a lot of sex jokes. I mean, you know, maybe how a lot of people are when they start. I don't know, sure. but I definitely was that sort of cliche, <laughs> way too vulgar for no reason, and and sex yeah. jokes for no reason. And I just told them, I was like, whatever you, whatever you think of this, just know that so far in my career, it's working. So if you don't like it, just be like, well, people seem to like yeah. it. And I, I think they were, uh, I don't think they had an opinion. I think they never were like, if they were offended or if they thought something was a little too far, they never brought it up to me. Cause I think they probably knew I wouldn't care yeah. if they, you know, I, I think when you do this job, you can't totally care, uh, what people are going to think about it. You yeah. just got to yeah. do it and be like, that's what the product is. And I, it's yeah. the product is me. So I can't change me, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah, a yeah. show. I've heard of, um, like, um, Anthony Jeselnik. Said, yeah. Like, you know, nobody could be that big a dick. There's right. There's no yeah. way I'm that guy off stage. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Just relax. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so now you, uh, went to, I believe you went to, was it Catholic school or yeah, Christians? growing up, uh, elementary and middle school was Catholic school up to high school. And then high school, I went to an Episcopalian school for about okay. three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then I, uh, I went to, I failed a uh, 10th grade by one point. So uh-huh. I had to repeat 10th grade. So I went to Episcopalian uh-huh. school for three years and then I went to uh, public school for two years, which in hindsight is the greatest thing that ever happened to <laughs> me. Uh, and also getting to go to public school and kind of see a little bit more with the, the rest of the world and how it is as opposed to high income families. Yeah. Um, Nothing against them, but it is great to see the perspective of like you know the majority of people who don't have a lot of money. I wasn't going to ask you. There's a little bit of um, religion in your act, yeah, and and it's not necessarily it's not all you know exactly pro religion, but it's not necessarily <laughs> anti. So obviously, I mean, clearly you were influenced by the way you were brought up. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, growing up Catholic, I feel like uh, it just. I think anybody who grows up, and anyone, any comedian who grows up uh, religious, not a hundred percent of them end up stop stopping being yeah. religious. But yeah. I think a lot of them stop, and they they kind of realize that any kind of public speaking and trying to get people on your side, it's kind of all very similar. So yeah. I think I kind of looked at it like that, and I think you get to a point where you're like, well, how can anybody know? <laughs> how can anybody truly know anything? I mean, what is the point of any of this? And yeah. for anyone to say they know, it's like. You get to an age where you got to start calling bullshit yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was uh, uh, raised uh, Catholic. Never went to Catholic school uh, or anything like that. But I was an altar boy. And, right, right, right. And yeah. My parents were uh, lectors and sang in the choir. And okay. That. So fairly heavily. Yeah, I know, did the altar altar server stuff too. Yeah. No one yeah. ever touched me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't think anyone <laughs> ever touched me. But I was like, I don't know how powerful the brain is. Maybe I've blocked it out and I have no idea. I'm gonna have like some revelation in ten years where I just go into a meltdown and it's like, oh my god, I was touched. <laughs> Yeah. So what what's what's um, what's next year? And obviously you got you know one more show tonight, but uh, long term, what do you? Yeah, one more show tonight. Uh, I go back to Los Angeles. Uh, I just had a show. I was uh, trying to sell a TBS. They uh, they passed on it, which is unfortunate. But also the nature of, of this business, uh, you know, <laughs> opportunities come and go. Yeah. Uh, they go as quickly as they come. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm still going on the road a little bit. Uh, my daughter, my wife, and I had a daughter in uh, July, so it's wow. a little bit harder yeah. to get out. Yeah. On the road, I don't necessarily want to go as much, but I still try to. I mean, it's uh, my first, 
my first love is doing stand-up in terms of uh, my career. I, I love doing it. But I think I'm, it's kind of back to the drawing board about trying to ultimately it's it's not that it would ever be called the Roy Scovel show but it's like the idea like what would be the Roy Scovel show and so I, I think I'm constantly trying to figure out you know all these comics that are able to take their act and turn it into a show it's like well I feel like what I do is just it's it's so uh, absurd and a little too all over the place that it's like well how do I translate that into a show so I, I think I at this point I'm, I'm back to the drawing board to, to figure out how to get closer to that yeah and it's hard I think I'm networks I think are um, are reluctant to kind of hang with you know they don't have the patience look at w- w- what uh pete holmes went through about mm-hmm. a year ago <laughs> and never gave that show a chance well that's the thing too it's you know audiences don't find shows i didn't really find breaking bad until yeah. you know halfway through season two and if and, uh, and and maybe most people i talk to kind of uh echo that sentiment where they're <laughs> like yeah i also didn't find it so it's like you know i, I think you know some places they stick with shows because they know it's good and they know an audience will find it and i think yeah. other people maybe they don't want to admit that maybe they don't really like how the show's going or they are, i i think maybe they don't have the patience to wait to see if an audience will find it i yeah. think some of the the shows that are ultimately successful it's because someone who supported it uh, was basically like I, I believe in this and I'm willing to lose my job to yeah, to yeah. knowing that people will eventually yeah. find this. It's kind of I was I was thinking about the other day when when people win awards in acting or or in any kind of filmmaking or TV, they always go up and they're like I want to thank so and so for being so brave and so and so brave and they get made fun of a lot because they're like oh yeah that it's so brave. <laughs> it's like they're, they're, I think they're mostly talking about the people who could have lost their jobs, yeah, yeah. but they believed in something and because yeah. of it there there it was an act of bravery to be like <laughs> I think this is going to be entertaining. I'm willing to get fired and find out on the back end that nobody yeah. watched it. Yeah. yeah, those shows usually get found and they're usually hits. Yeah, yeah. you know, on one hand, it, 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 it's you know, there's never been a better time to do something cool, you know, to do something kind of off the grid and get noticed. On the other hand, there's never been a worse time because it's impossible to get noticed. It's uh, it's <laughs> it's it's great. Uh, it's like a horizon where anything can happen, and the yeah. same time, it's completely oversaturated. Yeah. So it's it's kind of strange there's so much tv and at the same time it feels like there's so much opportunity because of it and you're like well which one of those is good and which one of those is bad you can't tell yeah yeah no idea yeah um well rory um thanks a lot i know we got yeah uh, thank you show tonight a best of luck i appreciate that um give our best to um adam and the grolics guys absolutely will do season two is uh, already already approved and picked up so So, uh enjoy season one right now yep announced this week uh season after three episodes that's awesome yeah that's great. Excellent. Thursday Thursday nights at uh, 1030 Eastern on True TV. Check it out. And it is very, very good. Rory Scoville, thanks a lot. Thank you. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumbachevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.